Yeah. This album is dedicated to oh, all yeah. the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. Welcome back to Tuesday night. Welcome back to First Amendment Sports Studios in Kensington, Maryland. Welcome back to Hot Box. Hot Box. Let's get it. Kevin McClinton, how you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing all right, man. You know how it is. Just another Tuesday, man. Just chilling down here in the basement with you guys. That's it. Nothing, ain't nothing changed. Darren McClinton. Also, Spring Brook. Got a little acid reflux going on, man. Why you always say that, man? Every time yeah. you always saying no, that, No, no. This, this Tuesday, attention. I really... I, yeah, you I need some medical attention. I got to get some stuff off that, my man. chest. Is feeling heavy? Tonight, heavy? yes. What's wrong with him, man? Yes. always talking about that, man. I'm Ken I feel Mar- like I had one of them reflux. bacon burger dogs from Five Guys. I'm Ken Marangolo. Bacon burger dog. Bacon burger Darren. dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Kevin. Leo Huxtable. Get let's get let's get the fourth involved in the show. Yes, top. sir. Oh, great show tonight. Great yes, show sir. tonight. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, we're we're not alone. Like, like I mean, I don't mean to say that creepily. When the three of us are in the basement, it is totally right, okay. Right. Well, let me in introduce. Hot, him. Let me, let That's me, what I'm saying. Let's get it let on. Let me introduce this guy, man. This guy, this this is a very very special guest tonight. Um, somebody I've known for a very very long time. We grew up together playing soccer. He Love played it. in Bethesda. I Love played in, in Rockville. And uh, we went on to different high schools. I went to Springbrook. He went to Blair. And tremendous basketball player. And he's turned out to be one of the best coaches. Not a high school, college, pro, whatever you want to call it. One of the best coaches in the country. Um, Absolutely. 14, 19 years at Gonzaga College High School. Uh, 14 years as the head coach. He was the Gatorade's first National Coach of the Year. It was announced at the ESPYs back in 2016, last year. I uh, just saw him this past week. He was recognized at the Nell and John Wooden Leadership and Coaching Awards Dinner, uh, exemplifying Coach Wooden's pyramid of success for teachings on and off the court. Uh, just a tremendous person. Uh, like I said, we've known him a long time, and uh, we're honored to have him on the show, our friend, Steve Turner. What's going on, Coach? Not much, man. Thanks for having me down in the basement tonight. <laughs> uh, is it, do you feel like this is where you belong? Oh, for sure. Especially on a Tuesday? <laughs> oh, on a Tuesday. It's home. It's home. I do want to do a quick reverse shout-out to the Audible. We started this WCAC with the show theme tonight um, with some look at the, what's going on in the football world. Um, we're going to turn our sights onto the basketball world of the greatest – High school sports conference in the land, as we like to call it, Coach. Oh, definitely. Um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, now, I, I always fall into the. I always fall into calling a coach, Coach. Right. I said Steve before because he's like, you know, he's just a guy in my basement. Right. So I'm like, hey, it's, yeah, it's Steve. He's just, gotta, that guy, Steve, is in my basement. That, but now I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. now, but now it's Coach. Now it's Coach. Because we got, we're on DC Sports Fan. Want to say thank you to Todd Bradley. This is the Hot Boxes first week on DC Sports Fan. Appreciate oh, everyone listening awesome. tonight. Um, appreciate everyone loving this high school sports conference for all the reasons that we state on a weekly basis. Uh, from A to Z, top, top to bottom, uh, we believe um, it, it's producing the greatest men and women in this, in this nation. Yeah. Uh, we think that the best, it's the best coaches. Uh, that's why we got one on with us this evening. Um, and we're super proud of the product uh, that these that this, these schools are producing yeah. in, in, in the, oh, yeah, in the men and women that are being put out in this world. Yeah. Um, and they're being symbolized and represented by the great athletes uh, in the conference. Um, listen, we, we don't. There's no Springbrooks on the schedule, Darren McClinton. <laughs> it's, hey man, it's top flight, you know, all the way around. From like you said, man, from the coaches to the athletes, uh, the the young men and women that are that are performing and and producing. From this, from this great conference, man. And it's it's a, uh, just a great area. No, it's a great area. And, and, I, and I wanted to start at the top. There's two things I want to say at the top of the show. The first thing does. is this. It, it exemplifies the area. Let it me does. tell you. Did you know this guy's famous? Do you know this that? guy, Darren McClinton, is famous? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm at a... Like oh, what am I famous I'm for, a, though? I'm, yeah, at, hey. I'm <laughs> at a... Like a... I don't know, like a second or third grade soccer game, and I'm talking to some parents, and we're talking about you know basketball seasons coming up. You know, uh-huh. we're, we're you know we're, right now we're just doing clinics, we're just right. doing uh, CYO. Um, I got you know my first uh, fifth and fourth and fifth grade and sixth grade you know kind of uh, CYO situation going on at Holy Redeemer, um, and we're talking, and, and uh, someone starts talking about you know some uh, some tournament. You know that's going on, and, and I said, "Hey, is uh, Team Takeover there?" And they said, "Oh yeah, Team Takeover. They're like they're like the best." 
And I was like, oh, you know Darren? Oh, you know Darren McClinton? They're like, oh yeah, he like that's Team Takeover. Everyone knows Team Takeover. So that's my boy, bro. So that's my boy. Yeah. He's put his name out there. Though. He's it done is. a they very really good say, job. They know He's who worked he hard. Is. He's worked very, very hard for his name. Yes, he has. Training and, and doing the things that he's doing. So absolutely, I can definitely see that being being the case. I, I've had quite a few players that uh, that. Uh, Worn the Gonzaga jersey as well, you know. Well, I tell you what, let's let's <laughs> let's let Coach know how we start this show. Let's do it because Darren McClinton never comes to this basement with an empty chest. Man, knock it off! Who wants to go first? I got two of them. Go ahead. You better go first then, because you got you. Yeah, yeah, I don't. You're weighing. You're gonna fall backwards okay. that chair. All right, my first one, and th- this organization is. is uh, you know, I have some history with this organization. Back when they were in Vancouver, the Grizzlies, they gave me my first shot and took my first shot away from me. So, Memphis Grizzlies, knock it off retiring Tony Allen's jersey. Knock it all the way eye? off. With an eye? Tony <laughs> Allen's jersey. Let me t- Okay, seven years he spent in Memphis, all right? Let me give you his points per game, rebounds per game. 8.9 and 2.7. 9.8, 4.0. 8.9, 4.6. You see a trend here? You got to do the 9.0, 3.8. The Canadian conversion. 8.6, 4.4, 8.4, 4.6, and 9.1 career high, 5.6 rebounds. Hey, Ken, real quick, before he finishes, let me tell you something about Darren. Let me tell you something about Darren McClinton. I need to know. We should have already had Darren, this conversation. Darren, Darren was an offensive player. I've heard he's one of the best shooters. Juggernaut. Well, he's one of the best shooters I've ever seen. Lefty said the same thing. I believe. Absolutely. Though, is he the, he's he's say, an <laughs> offensive player. So if you, you don't miss? put the ball in the hole, he doesn't respect you. Okay. He right. doesn't yeah, respect you. So he, what he's mad about is Tony Allen. That's why he read off his points per game. Because he's upset that somebody that's <laughs> not averaged 10 points a game is actually going to be put in the rafters oh, okay. for an organization. In, okay. let, let's, get that, let's, get that, let's get that clear. Let's get that clear. It's okay. not that I don't respect you. I didn't pay top dollar to come and see that. What did I, what did I just listen. say? No, I, it's not that I don't respect you because everybody needs a glue guy. Every team needs a defensive stopper. Every team needs somebody to set the tone mentality-wise and, and, and with your attitude, and it gets everybody to follow. I understand that. But you just don't These think that jersey guy, needs to be in the glue guys, you, you can't raise them. You cannot crank that thing all the way up to the top of the arena. You can't do that with glue guys. You can't. He was three-time, first-time. Rodman? Dennis Thank you, Bobby. Steve. Now, I know you're going to say he won championships, <sighs> but they don't win them championships without him being Dennis, Okay, 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 okay. Shut yeah. him down. Shut him down. Rebound. Okay, okay, look. Dennis Rodman was the glue guy of a championship team. He was, he, now. That be, doesn't matter. Listen, be the glue. Okay, okay. put pieces together uh, of a masterpiece. Okay, but. The, don't, don't be the glue guy of some Dennis, little Lego. And, and, don't, don't, uh, some little. <laughs> Like some little listen. Hey, come if, on. Answer this. If Dennis Rodman did all that he did, right, and never won a championship, does he get up in somebody's rafters? No. No. On, no. No, but listen, not only did Tony Allen never get a championship with Memphis, they didn't even sniff a championship. It wasn't even close. It was it, but hey, you, Darren, you see what I'm saying? He was either first or it, second it wasn't NBA. Close. It was either NBA first or second team, all defensive team every he year but one. Care about that. That's great. He doesn't that's care great. about that. That's why I prefer that's why I started this whole thing with who Darren McClinton is. Listen, what he is. He's a he's an offensive. Okay, have a fan player. appreciation night midseason. Bring him back. He's gone now. Bring him back at halftime. Let him wave to everybody. He's still in the league, it, by the way. No, yeah, he okay, he has a night off. He's still he has in the a league. night off. Bring him back. Let him wave to everybody. Terrible. And uh, okay. let's this appreciate Tony Allen for everything he did. But don't he put brought his the thunder. He, he he stopped everybody's number one option. Yes, he did. The best perimeter. What's your second one, man? What's your second one? We, we, man, we, knock it off, Memphis, man. Don't lift, don't lift that thing up in there. <laughs> that number nine is rising high. That's worse than the Lakers uh, retiring two Kobe jerseys. Well, you know what? That's what happens when you bring a guy who has a chip. He came in with a, with a Celtics 
NBA championship ring, and then he was the, one of the best defensive don't say players that in the him, league. Because he's gonna keep going on with this. Sorry, sorry. Don't, I'm don't sorry. Say hey, I love Jose Calderon. All right, what's number two? All right, J.R. Smith, man. J.R. Smith, listen. Cleveland is in a great situation right now. They got Calderon. They got D. Wade. You know what I'm saying? We've made additions. They got a Jeff Green. We had this conversation last week. They've made, they've made great additions. <laughs> That's what happens Listen, in the basement. It's like a time warp. J.R. Smith, okay? You're lucky you're still here because you're expendable, okay? J.R. Smith... He goes on, on, on in an interview on the record and says he was hurt and devastated that Dwayne Wade is the starting two guard, named the starting two guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right? He, he says, I have a one-track mind. So if you tell me something and then you change it, it messes up my whole train of thought. So my whole preparation for this season has been thrown out of whack because for the last three years, I started and we went to three finals. Okay, you're playing next to LeBron. What do you expect? Now I have to, I thought D-Wade was going to spearhead that second unit. Now that's going to be me. And I don't know how I'm going to prepare for this season with Dwayne Wade not coming off the bench. Well, tell J.R. Smith to prepare to be traded. Thank you. Thank you. You knock it off. Dwayne Wade. But LeBron's not trading J.R. But he's LeBron is not. If, he, if, he, if he's going to pick keep, between Jr. and D Wade, if he, D-Wade, keeps, if he well, keeps upsetting D Wade, he might get he traded. He might get traded. Thank you. He might get traded. Jr. Knock it off, Jr. Smith. All, all you're doing now, you're relegated to shooting shooting threes. You twelve attempts a game, eleven of them are tray balls. But you listen. But he's you have to give him credit, man. He's a competitor. He's a competitor. Anybody who started for three years, you don't care who's. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. You want, you don't want to just give listen, your spot listen, up. Listen, Cleveland is you can, representing. I mean, you can appreciate year that. in and year out. Cleveland is representing the East. Okay, what's gonna what's gonna put them over that hump if they get over that hump? That Wade. Golden State hump, of course, Wade, or that OKC hump. Who? We'll get to that later. What? But what's gonna put them over that hump is, is experience that they've added and cohesiveness and continuity. They still don't have any shooters, and they have no shooters. J.R. Smith can Smith. be one of them shooters. I was going to say J.R. But it, Him and it, Kyle Corver. But, but, but just shut your mouth you, you, and, 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 and relax and let this thing play out. Play your role. Get you a ring. Man, we've got time. This he said about D. He Rose to, last week. This is the same thing he said about yeah, D. Rose. It's shut close. your mouth. What do you say? What do you say? Kendrick he said Lamar. knock it off. He said Kendrick Derrick Lamar, Rose. sit down. I was, right, that's my right, that's my knock right, it off, well, man. Okay. J.R., knock it off, Go ahead, Kevin. Go what do you got, Kevin. Tony Allen. All right. Listen. 44, 67, and 1. That's not a good record. That's not a good record, Man, what is, is it? that? Please For the last four, five, six, seven seasons, that is the Washington Redskins record. 44, 67, and 1. Ooh. Over how many seasons? Over seven. Over the last seven seasons. Since 2010? 2010. Yep, okay. 2010. You. you know you're, so, you're talking my language now. So, exactly. I know you know about it. So... Redskins have they come off a 26-24 win against San Francisco. Yep. All right. It's a win. Yeah, it is. Now I've always been told back when I was younger, back when even when I coached, Ain't no I win. always told people, you never disrespect the W. Never. You never disrespect the W because they're hard to come by. They're extremely hard to come by. You don't disrespect the W. When I turn on Monday morning and I hear the Redskins fans, I hear the Redskins media <laughs> complaining about how ugly the win was, how bad they looked, how they should have beaten San Francisco 35-10 to because they got up 17 nothing, blah, blah, blah. Since when did we start getting privileged to the point where we feel like, okay, Understood. we need to be winning games by 25 and 30 points? We're not the Patriots. We're not the Packers. We're not the Steelers. When you have a record of 44-67-1, and 67 and 1, who are we to start getting bougie? To where all of a sudden now we are complaining now, about hold up, hold how up, we win hold. and the fact we got a W. You only got 16 games. Juice, hold on. You now. got 16 games. Y'all are the same. Uh, excuse me. We, yeah, we, we are the same we. fans that got a moral victory out of barely losing to the, to the undefeated Chiefs. No moral victories. There are exactly. no moral victories. That's what I'm saying. No there good are no losses. The same one, oh, John Riggins felt great about, about losing – 
to the to the Chiefs. Okay, I understand that. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, there was people that felt good because they lost and they should have beat Kansas City, but that's totally different. That's a loss. This is a win. This is a win that you got. You're three and two. You could very easily so be you, the Broncos. You can feel good about a loss, but you can't feel bad about a win. No, because it's a win. You gotta feel good about. You gotta a feel a win. You have to feel good about a win. Darren, you know that. I, you could you could very easily I be do. the Denver Broncos coming off beating losing to an zero and five team at home in the New York Giants. We're not in that situation. We got to win. You get out of town. You got to win. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. They're, they're, and so for you, Redskins fans Gar- out there, Pierre Garcon offensive interference call away from being okay, uh, being on the absolutely L, being on the losing absolutely. side of the game. And then how will we be feeling? Would you rather have a 26-24 win or a 27-26 loss? Hey. Maybe, That's how it is. Maybe Wait. we don't like the fact that we punted the ball into the in, into the end zone. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You With won no the game. Exp- you won the game. Quick, Kevin, quick story. And Let's I'll hurry up. Then we got to get to Steve because Steve's got to knock it off. It's November 4th, 2012, oh, yeah, I think. Got one. <laughs> Chris Johnson... Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga uh, class of 94, I believe, uh, uh, runs uh, ESPN 980. Him and I are driving home from FedEx Field, okay? Um, because I think you're telling people like me, rightfully so, to knock it off. And I'm not in that camp all the way, but I've, my, what I was talking about earlier was I've been in FedEx Field. I've been sitting in my seat uh, for the last 15, 16, 17 years. I've seen that game. I've seen that exact game that we thought we were going to win that we thought we should win that we thought we could win and then a fumble happens and then a back-to-back penalty Uh happens and then the other team throws a bomb then there's an onside kick and then there's a penalty and then there's like a review and then they respot the ball and then the coach challenges something and it's like oh my god how do we lose this lose this game we've lost that game before i think you had nats fan you had people who who were reeling from the nats loss in that Mm -hmm. stadium that day i think you had people who have been down the road uh, with this team and the way that they've lost oh, this you, exact it, game. And, but I'll say this. That's a great point. Right after the Nets. I'm sitting in the right car. Right after the Nets. Sitting in the car with Chris Johnson on November 4th, 2012. We just watched the Redskins lose to the Carolina Panthers. We're 3-6. and six. Mike Shanahan is at the podium post game, and he says the words, evaluation time, evaluation mode. CJ and I are arguing with, with each other because – because at that point in time, the Redskins were so toxic, they made you just argue with people. You just couldn't have a civil conversation. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we're like, wait, wait, did he just say oh, it's evaluation mode? It's like week, what, week eight, week nine, we're three and six. We, 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 uh, we do go on to win seven in a row and make the playoffs. But that very next week, we beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Then we beat the, the Dallas Cowboys. Then we beat the New York Giants by one right, point. And I remember right. texting CJ and saying, you know, like celebrating these wins. You know, a 3-16 and 16 that's in evaluation mode that doesn't know who they are, that's ready to move on from this season already, it feels irresponsible uh-huh. to, to, to appreciate these wins, to celebrate these wins. It's and CJ texted me and he's like, don't, don't even start with that. This is a win. Right. Wins in the NFL are precious. That's Who right. knows what could happen? <laughs> that is and, correct. And what did happen was we made the playoffs. Right. That's what I'm saying. You don't have. You can't disrespect the W. You get them and you move on. You move on, and that's what I think. The Redskins fans are losing sight of that they got to win. Let's get on. Let's get to Philly. Right, got to get one Monday. Let's get on to my man, man. Let's get on to our. Let's get on to our guests and see what he's got. What you got, Steve? This is my first time down in the basement. Yeah. But y'all said to knock it off. Yeah. Knock yeah. it off. What do you got? All you parents who hide behind Twitter. Woo! <laughs> oh! Yes! <laughs> I can't stand watching you call kids out that ain't your kids. Uh-huh. I can't stand you watch you calling out coaches that, that you hide behind names that aren't your names. Uh-huh. If you wow. want to get on Twitter and talk about high school students' amateurism, put your name out there. Absolutely. That is a great one. Knock it off. I love it. Oh, that I is a knock great one. I love it. Completely off. That is a great one. Darren, you probably have a little taste that of that. Completely off. That is off. a great one. Yeah. That that's 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 crazy. That's crazy. It's uh but all awesome. all of the parents, you know, overall, there it's so much anxiety, it's so much uh 
you know, my kid is better than that kid. And it's so much, uh, this coach is the reason why my kid isn't succeeding or it's, it's, it's somebody else's fault or it's, it's, you know, and you're weighing in on it. it you're right. It's, well, it's, it's the, terrible. The, the problem is, is they don't respect the process anymore. Uh-huh. Wow. Our parents told us, what did the coach say? Absolutely. Go do it. Absolutely. Now we've got a generation, and it's our generation, a parent. It's us. Right. We're in, we're in the middle of it. Right. That now lives vicariously through their kid. They don't let them fail. Everything is buy it for them. Put yeah. them in a position to be able to be successful. Move them to this team. Move them to that team. They never let them learn by failing. And failure is vital for growth. It's, 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 it's very huge. vital for growth. Wow. You're right. You're right. Steve, you, um, I mean, you, it's, it's been amazing what you've done at Gonzaga, man. I mean, you took a program that was, uh, that was coached by the, the great Dick Myers and, and you've brought it to another level, um, in the 14 years that you've been the head coach and, uh, you know, just the players that you've coached and what you've done there is just amazing. Tell us a little bit about your, like, what's your mentality? What's your philosophy when it comes to coaching? Uh, what do you look for? I know you, you know, you you go against the Demathers, you go against the Paul the Six, you go against the St. John's, you go against uh, all these great programs over there in the CAC. But what do you look for out of a player when you are analyzing, you're assessing players? What do you look for? What's what what stands out with you when you're talking about a great player? Um, I think for us at Gonzaga, it's a little different than most because because of our school's education. Okay. So I, I've got to find a guy who can do it in, on, on both both ends. Right. Number one, in the classroom, but even more, you know, getting it done on the court. So I guess I'm recruiting a different kid a lot of nights than everybody else yeah. because I've got to find kids who, number one, can get it done in the classroom. Um, I wouldn't say I reinvented the wheel. I took a lot of what, coach, what I learned from Coach Myers in the five years I had an opportunity to work underneath him and just felt like it was an opportunity to, to build upon it. And I think the ways that I've done that is finding those guys who can really play, but they also get it done in the class. Right. And, you know, when I got that group with Tyler Thornton and those guys and we won our first championship with Max Kenya and Ian Hummer and Cam Johnson and those guys, that was like my puzzle finally got built. And then when those guys started graduating, I just kept saying, all right, how do I find a piece? How do I find those pieces to fit that puzzle again and again? You know, I always kind of joke about it and say it's just, we're the same circus, but just a new cast of characters. Right. And I just try to find that character that fits somewhat like when I lost Ian. Right. You know, who could fit him? When I lost Tyler, who could fit him? Right. You know, and and the formulas worked. And yeah. being able to have guys like I have on my staff with Juan and, and Byron Harper and my young guy, Devin, Devin Williams, and, yeah. and now Roger Garfield. Yeah. And having to replace... You know, those guys replaced other guys. Keith Ergo, who's now in college. Um, Austin Kelly, who's directing at the Hoop Group. Finding like guys who believe in the same vision I had has always been important. And then hiring guys back um, uh-huh. who lived it. I didn't go to Gonzaga. So I, I, I coach it from an experience of being there as an assistant coach from the five years I was with Dick. Right. But being able to have guys look back like Terry Kernan, who played for me, and Aaron Smith and Aaron Moody, uh-huh. guys now helping coach my freshman team, and the Max Kenya who played for me, mm-hmm. they're able to talk from a different perspective to our players because they lived it. Right. They, and they, do you you have former players come back and interact with the with the present players all the time? Oh, definitely. Like this year was was the beginning of this preseason was tremendous. Right. Being able to have Tyler, um, Nate Britt, uh-huh. Chris Jenkins in the first couple of weeks of open gym. And they're playing pickup. Yeah, that's big. Um, it's huge. Yeah, that's you, pretty big. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. And then yeah. they're bringing their friends, Josh Harrison, Maxie Esho. Yeah. So these guys are having an opportunity in the first couple of weeks to play against pros. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, you can't put a price tag on it. You know, I think the best thing that happened in those first couple of weeks, um, one Saturday morning, we're playing, and a couple of the young teams get on in, in, in a game where the game was kind of stalemate and it was ugly mm-hmm. and it was sloppy. And to have a guy like Tyler – call them out and kick both teams off. Now, one team won, they're supposed to stay on. Right. He tells them both, y'all got to go. Oh, if y'all wow. aren't going to do it the way that we do it here at Gonzaga, then you don't deserve to be on the court. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and ever since, 
our open gyms and our workouts have gone to another level because those guys are coming back and they're saying, hey, this is, this is a place that I was a part of building and you're not going to tarnish it. Either you're going to come and do it the way that we do it in the way the coach expects it or don't get on the court. Uh, I, I have a question. Do you, when you, you know, you've been very successful with uh, your Gonzaga camp um, and I know recruiting in the WCAC and, and getting young guys and I know it's getting earlier and younger and younger when you start uh, putting your eyes on some of these kids and the potential that they have. Um, how vital is that? Is, is your camp as far as getting – because the Gonzaga's program, you guys can, can – it, it recruits itself basically. Uh, but how vital is the camp in getting young kids on campus and getting them around Gonzaga basketball at an, at an early age and – they kind of grow up in that uh, in that system and and dream and say, hey, I want I want to be a Gonzaga Eagle. I think it's huge. I mean, I, and it's funny because I think it was even bigger when I was an assistant coach. Uh-huh. As crazy as that may sound, uh-huh. and I say that because when Coach Myers was the head coach, we had the best kids in the city lined right. up in camp. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was a who's who. Right. We, back then, we were still playing outside for, for games. Guys dunking on each other, portable baskets coming down on the ground. Right, and right. you're seeing the best, you know, at that time, you're seeing the best 7th and 8th graders in camp, every camp. Uh-huh. Now, with the AAU and the growth of AAU and how much there's these tournaments every single weekend, mm-hmm. you don't always see the best, best middle schoolers at camp. Some of them do because they want to come and they want to be able to get an early feel for what the school is like, mm-hmm. learn more about you and your coaching staff. Um, so they'll maybe come for a week or so. Back then, those kids were coming every single week. Wow. Now you don't see that as much because the kids are, are traveling. Yeah. You know, okay. AAU is so big and prominent. And, and now, like yeah, I said earlier, is. every parent now thinks that that's the, that's the avenue and that's the way to, to make it for their kid. And, and it is for some, but I don't think it is for all. Um, I, just, I just see that with the recruiting now, you got to get out in these gyms. You have to be at these AAU events. You know, I think you, the key is trying to find those diamond in the roughs. Right. Yeah. Like the kids that that blow up later. Right. You know, especially now with the reclass. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at my. That's young, a whole nother show. That's a ridiculous. That's a whole nother show. I mean, it's you know, yeah. I, example is my my son's now eighth grader. Uh huh. But the kids that he's competing against now all should already be playing for me in high school. Correct. Like a big portion of them, not all of them, but a, right. but a big portion of them. The ones you're looking at. Definitely. For the most part. Definitely. The ones we're looking at are the top top ones, but most of those kids should already be in high school. Mm-hmm. So certain kids, I feel like, get lost in the shuffle early, but as we know. They catch up. It, they catch up. They so, catch up for sure. So I just try to tell these parents, and that's where I go back to the parents again. Right. Don't understand that it's all not going to happen overnight. No, not in the trust, fifth grade. Trust the process. Trust the process. Allow your kids' process to be different than the other ones. You know, the problem is the rankings. They see that this kid's getting this and this kid's getting that, and they want that for their son, and that's when they go into yeah. knocking it off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you knock it off. Talking on Twitter, and, and you start talking about other, other people's kids, you know, you, you don't want to have to do that. But I just, I just want more parents and more families to understand, like, Every kid has every kid has a role too, right? You know, your son doesn't have to be the twenty point scorer right. for him to go play in college, or even have that NBA dream and have that happen for him, right? Or Tony, just to be a good go, teammate. Or back, or back to D's, knock it off, Tony Allen. Right there, you go, D. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, the man, the right. man found you're a right. niche for himself. You're right. Let that's me, why, let me. That's why he's a long time pro and he's making good money. He's made a good living for himself. So. You know, every role isn't for everybody to score. You look at the NBA, these guys getting millions that they understand when they get the ball, they got two seconds to make a decision. If they don't get, they right. can't get their shot off, they better pass it. Right. right. You're right. Let me, let me ask you this, Steve. You, uh, a couple years ago, I mean, you were in a, in a rare position where you had two guys, two guys that you coached playing in a national championship game um, against each other, uh, North Carolina and Villanova. And, you know, I, w- I was wondering when I saw them play and I saw they were, they were showing you and, I was, I mean, as a former coach, man, I can, I was a little envious of that position because, you know, it's one thing for a coach to have uh, one player playing in the national championship, but you had two. How did you feel about that, man? Like, we, like going into that game, you got Nate on one side, you got Chris on another. How did you feel? What was your feeling going into that game? I was playing with house money. I couldn't lose. <laughs> I couldn't lose. I had, right. I had two, two, two guys that I, you know, look at, look at like they're my sons. Right. 
and I'm going to win no matter what. Right. You know, it's going to be rough with one. Right. But someone's going to come out a winner. And, yeah. And, and, you know, more than anything, I'm proud of how both of them handled it. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough situation to be in the same household, have been growing up together all these years. Right. And, you know, at some point you probably dreamed that, hey, maybe we play together and do this together. Right. Now you have one of them has to go home to victory, <laughs> and one has to go home to loser. Right. Right. That's tough. Um, it was definitely a proud moment. I know, I'm sure. And then to have one of them make arguably the best shot ever in the game, yeah. the college basketball, to win it. Not yeah. just to make a big shot, but to right. make the shot that wins. Did win you know what was going in? Oh, he did that thing five times in his senior year. <laughs> like, people don't talk about that. Yeah. We beat the Crime Stopper at Coolidge in, mm, Mark, yeah. in, in, in the MLK event. He makes a shot from about the same spot. He beats that same year, DeMatha, St. John's, O'Connell, PVI, and the fifth was against the Crime Stopper. Wow. So he makes that shot five different times late in the game to win games. And, and then as many times as I saw him do it in practice, I know the national championship. Like, in true story. I think picture I'm, I'm perfect, at, ain't it? I'm at, the, I'm at the Four Corners pub textbook. with my wife watching his finals. Right. As he lets it go, I'm like, that's good. Wow. And it was almost like the, it was a movie. Like everything seen, got put you, into slow motion. But you see, yeah. you've seen it so oh, many I, times that wow. you just knew it. Huh? I knew it. And then the yeah. guy in the bar next to me says, how do you know? He didn't know who you were. And as soon as he, as soon as he swished through the net, I said, because that's my kid. He played for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, awesome. and then we got into the conversation. We started talking about right. how many times I've watched him make that shot. I mean, he's made that shot so many right. times just in practice. So I knew it was good. Wow. I, I mean, I'm screaming at the TV the whole time, saying, Arch, man, pass the ball. Yeah. <laughs> get the ball. Get the ball up. Get the ball up. <laughs> and, then he, and then he does. And he yeah, he's a special down. shooter, man. Wow. Nah. Special player too, and then icing on the cake. Then Nate comes back and gets it, gets his, and Nate comes yeah. back and gets his. That 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 made it all sweet. I mean, it's a thirty for thirty. At some point, they got to tell a story. Exactly I mean, for Chris, who leaves from his family to come live with the Brits, and the Brits to take him in and take him in as their legal, you know, legal guardian. Those, those guys go to modern day together, come to Gonzaga, split up their senior year, go on to two great universities, and then have to meet back in the finals and. That's Both a great story. With, with, with national championships, man. Uh, Sounds like maybe we need the hot box to be, be on that. Yeah, I know, right? We need to be here. That, that, we, could, we, could, we could have that story. <laughs> we can get them in here. We probably could. We yeah, should. We have to, we yeah, should. we have to do that, man. That'd be, uh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, Steve, the other night I saw you at the, uh, uh, at the uh, Nell and, um, and John Wooden uh, Leadership Coaching Awards Dinner. Um, Great honor for you, man. I know you felt good about it. Thank and, you, Ken. Um, you know, I just I, I can't tell you how proud I am of you, man. Just knowing you for so long and being able to be at that level and on that stage with Roy Williams and and Danny Ferry and and, and Walt Williams and and uh, some of the other coaches that were there. Um, how did you feel about that night, man? I mean, just the honor. How did how did you how did you feel about that? It was pretty special. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't expect all of what happened. Right. Or who was going to be there. Yeah. You know, I'm hearing these little emails, this person's going to be there, this person's going to be there. And then you walk in, and you're like, you know, you're like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. My mouth drops. Yeah. You know, it's all the people that, like I said when I was up there on my speech, is that these are the people I idolize. Yeah. These are people who I was in all of. These are people who I wish I could have had a chance to play for. Right. Um, and then being in the coaching profession, there's a lot of coaches there who, who you know, I, I, I try to – steal from right you know right. you know like like we always say no one's reinventing the wheel we're right. all we're all stealing from each other and trying right. to make it our own and you know I, all the years that i you know watch watching coach williams and both both coach williams yeah um i mean the legend morgan yeah. wooten yeah i mean these are guys that you know i i, I try to take something from to give back to my kids right. now right. because I've watched what they did with other kids and, and even myself at times because yeah. I've been to their camps. So I had opportunities to learn from, from these guys. And then leaving from it and kind of thinking back on it, it made me think about the guys who coached me growing right. up. Right. Like there's a lot of special guys for me. I mean, you played, you played high school ball with one of their dad, you know, one of the sons and yeah. Terry Wolfram. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Wolfram, Walt Wolfram, whew. Arguably the best coach I ever had in my life. Wow. Um, father figure, mentor. I mean, we still Facebook and talk. That's um, awesome. I think about the guys like him who, who, as a young man who grew up without his dad in his life, yeah. played that father figure role for me. Yeah. Um, 
and the things that he showed me through through sport. Yeah. Because we talk about life is learned through a lot of different ways. Yeah. A lot of my life lessons were through sport. And, yeah. And being able to have male figures in my life like him, um, and God rest his soul, Coach DeStefano, Al yes. DeStefano, yes. Coach of Kennedy High School, yes. we all played against. Yes. You know, those guys coached me growing up at the boys, Silver Spring Boys and Girls Club. Um, and, and they taught me a lot about being a man, yeah. how to treat others, how to, res- you know, respect the process. Right. Yeah, they did. Um, I just started thinking about, about all those guys wow. who, who helped me get to the point where I'm at now. That's great, man. That's great because I know those guys. and um, I can see Aldo Stefano and, and, and Walt Wolfram. Mm-hmm. Very two, proud. Two very, yeah. So they uh, I can very see they definitely, absolutely. It all comes absolutely. full circle, man. Absolutely. Congratulations again, man. I hey, appreciate you. Thank you. We got high hopes for WCAC Hoops basketball season. Um, we will – uh, things are going to get busier for you, I'm guessing, as three, we move forward. Three, three yeah, weeks. Got, three yeah. weeks. In three, three weeks. weeks. Three weeks. Um, we want you to come back. Maybe we can figure something out between now and then because we're going to be doing some pre, preseason stuff for, for the for the hoop season. Um, but we're year – I'm going to get my predictions out there. We're year-round in the basement, and you're our always welcome. Uh, I'd love to come back. I appreciate uh, From this McNamara me. Mustang to that – Purple Eagle, <laughs> Coach. What is it, uh, Coach Keithline? Is he got? How's he gonna do this year? You know what? In my opinion, this is one of Coach Keithline's type of teams. Because he lost a couple guys. Yeah, he did. He did. But Marty does a great job, in my opinion, when sometimes less is more. Yep. And he really gets his guys to play hard. I think he does a tremendous job. He's a guy in our league. I definitely have a lot of respect for. And don't sleep on them. It's going to be fun. Um, as we say in football, and it goes right into basketball, it's, it's just uh, great programs, great coaches, uh, amazing talent. And on, on a night-in and night-out basis, um, you just don't see this level sustained um, in many places uh, in the country. This is yeah. one of them. Um, and it, and it does. I give I give. I know it's not just a Dobbin WCSC guy, old school Metro guy, um, but it's it. You, you can look outside of just our conference, and you can understand what the region yeah, is a, all it, about. It's, it's, it exemplifies what this DMV has as far as talent. You know, yep. it's a, it's a hotbed. Right. It's it's known for basketball. Right. It's the hotbed in the country. You know. You know. Everybody talks about New York and. You know, uh, you know, your Texas, Chicago, Chicago L.A., uh, you name it. But the D.C. area, but it doesn't it's, get any right. better. Than it's that. always been that way. I think, yep. I, think, I think what you it found has. now is that the core of it sits in the Catholic League. I mean, yeah. when we were playing, you, those old Blair Sidwell summer leagues, Montgomery County teams were kicking the WCAC teams' butts. Yeah, they were. The inner high teams were knocking people off. Yes. It, it was a mix. And I think now, again, we've got a generation of parents who've said, they value some and things PG a little County, differently. In yeah, they, PG they put, County as well. In PG. Yeah. Um, but they value something that's a little different in, in terms of maybe the education and the way right. the school systems are. Right. So you see so many more of those athletes sitting in the WCAC right. or sitting in the IAC or sitting in the MAC because of the, because of the schools and the educations. I don't think it's changed in terms of the dynamic or the numbers of players because they were always there. Yeah. Even when we were playing, playing it and playing public school ball. Right. But now the core of the kids are sitting in the Catholic leagues right. and the private leagues. Were you at Andrews on uh, Friday? Yes, I was. I was too. And now I just well, thought I, about that today. What did y'all shoot? Uh, we were sixty-four. We shot a sixty-four. Um, but, but our handicaps, <laughs> I think, moved us to it. We didn't win. We didn't win. We didn't win either. But we we went on nine under. No bogeys. We should have shot about no bogeys. No, no bogeys no here bogeys either. either. It was, we were nine under. We were, we were eight under, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I was wearing just so you know, because I and I didn't even know what I was getting into necessarily because it's my first Carmody Open. Uh, I know there's going to be some Gonzaga people listening to this show, um, and I can't wait to field all your calls. I want to say a special shout out to Mike Sewell, who is a big listener of uh, all the stuff, all the things that we do. Uh, class uh, '94, I think, from Gonzaga, same as Billy Cannon. I show up to Andrews Air Force Base just to see a purple. Just to see a purple. I didn't really know. Uh, I didn't realize that's what it was necessarily. I thought it was, you know, you know, definitely, you know, rooted in Gonzaga, but I didn't know how hardcore Gonzaga it was. I was wearing a bright gold McNamara Under Armour shirt. I was. I, you couldn't. I saw if you, you were there, you saw me. If you were there, you saw me, and everyone was like, "You were sticking out like that." I was. I didn't. I was. I was. I was wearing a bright. So you was loud. Under huh? Armour gold with a burgundy with a maroon M. 
And everyone is a mug. Everyone's like, hey, you got to represent your colors. That's not a problem. Too loud. You're making too much noise. Isn't that what Denzel said? I'm just. I repped. The WCAC, I think the, the folks that I knew were all on board with that. Um, all right. And you know what? I always show some support for, for, my, uh, for my purple friends. I got oh, nothing but love for, for Ross Street. We appreciate it. Thank and we got nothing but love for you, Coach. Thanks, we hope man. you come back soon. I, w- I think we're going to transition to a little NBA preview, Darren, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, tonight is opening night. Stay on here, Steve. Nah, stay, because, I'm, yeah, I'm good. We got, we, oh, he's we got, got going a call in, special call in, Steve, with your, your old backup. <laughs> yeah. All right. A all right. Here we go. Hold on. Let me just let me see if I can't pull this person in. So now what we're talking about here, Darren, is this, this is this is, is, this, is, is when, look, man, this is when he gets crazy, man. Listen, this is man, when he starts talking is the opening stuff. night. Let me let me speak my piece on this Western Conference, man. This is a three oh one number. This guy works for the Portland Trailblazers. Yes. That's all right. I'm not gonna just like throw out all the numbers. My guy. All I got. mess with I'm we got a call. Change. We got a call in. We week, have a call man. in with the Portland Trailblazers associate head coach. He just landed tonight in uh, Phoenix. I think they play Phoenix tomorrow. He just landed tonight. Hey, the Humpty. He got a little light to shed on, you know, how they're doing out in Portland. I just came back from their um, the training camp, and uh, you know, I'm excited about what they're putting on the floor this year, and I know he's excited. You know, that backcourt is, is one, one of the tops in the nation. So, let's see if let's he picks up. Let's see if he's still on, on the phone with us tonight. Probably can he hear me, Ken? He's probably oh, watching he film. You. He can hear you. He's probably watching film. The season has started officially as of an hour ago. Hello. Coach. Yes, sir. <laughs> How you doing, man? This d Mac. <laughs> I'm doing good. Hey, what's going on, Mac? How, How you, you doing? Good man, I got I got I got my brother Kevin on the phone and, and Dave, what's up, baby? Hey, what's up, Kev? What's going on, man? How you doing? I won't call you your real. I, won't call I know you what you. Nickname. I know what you go. <laughs> the car record is that what you go call? Uh, nah, waterbed. <laughs> no, a waterbed. 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 <laughs> graduated from the car record. And then uh, and and got our producer Ken Marangola on the phone. Coach hey, Ken, how you doing? Welcome to the basement. Welcome to the hot box. Welcome to our uh, official, uh, this is it. The NBA season is upon us. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah, we got, yeah, it definitely is. We got, we, got, we got one more for you, Dave, though. we got, we got, we got uh, one of your big brothers in the studio, uh, in the studio uh-huh. tonight. Uh, you, you used to back him up uh, <laughs> early, <laughs> early in your high school career. Uh, no, it's... We got uh we got Steve in the Steve, Steve in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my man. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, bro. How you doing? Blair Blazers. <laughs> we're good. We're good. At least at least we could, could even the score, and instead of having you know outnumbered with a bunch of blue devils surrounding you, you got another blazer, <laughs> true blazer in, in the house. So you know we can make sure we get everything as even as possible. <laughs> hey, Dave. We um we about to kick off this part of the show with the um. With the uh, uh, NBA preview, and uh, I, had, okay. I told the listeners about how I was out there with you. I want to thank you again for that experience. Um, I was out there with you for the for the y'all's Trailblazers um, training camp, the first week of it. Um, right. And and I'm excited about what you guys are putting on the floor, and I know you are. Um, how, how are y'all feeling right about now? I know CJ got suspended for the first game. Uh, you know that's unfortunate, <laughs> but uh, how are y'all how are you feeling about? you know, your prospectus this uh this year? Well, I mean, you know, we feel good. Uh coming into into every season, pretty much everyone feels good around this time. You know, you, you like the, you like what you have, you like what you've accomplished in training uh-huh. camp a lot of times and it's really difficult to gauge because our preseason, our exhibition season, you know, you have you have minutes that aren't really distributed as they would normally be during right. a season. So but but we I, I think we have a good feel because our attitude is in the right place, our mentality is in the right place. We have guys that are actually uh, given the, the the type of attention and paying the type of attention to detail that we that we need to to get off on the right foot. So we're very excited for for the opportunity, you know, to to get out there and and compete at this level as a whole. And you can tell that our guys are just really in tune in tune to everything that we have going on. Um, one of the things that that 
that I know that, that that we you know obviously have a, a tall task at hand being in the Western Conference. And, yeah, and that West is a whole other animal this year now. Yeah, yeah, the West is going to be you know incredibly tough, and you know, but again, we we think we're, we're going to be a lot better than than maybe projected. We've had different different outcomes to each season, and each season is always different. Two years ago, we were projected by a lot of a lot of pundits to to finish second to last in the entire league and we went to the second round of the playoffs that year. Last yeah. season we were projected to be like fourth in the West and we ended up eighth in the West. So, you know, you, you just never know going into any season. Anything can happen and I'm sure you guys uh, watched uh, the Cleveland Celtics game and what happened with Gordon Hayward. Yes, and yes. Things happen through the course of the season. Things, things happen at any moment. So, you just you just excited to start and, and, and get out there and see what you have. Yeah, Dave, it was... It was it, Tragic to see it, you know. They, they brought me back to the to old Theismann injury and, and Paul George injury. Yeah. But um, right. you know, at this time of year, you want to be healthy. And and if you got all your guys healthy, uh, um, going into this season, especially having great guard play, that's very very important. You know, as as we all know, and, right. and you guys have you know one of the best backcourts you know in the world. So. Uh, you know, I know, I know you're real excited about that, man. Oh, man. we're always excited. With, with you know, we 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 take the floor with with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, and feel like we always got a chance to win with those two on our Absolutely. on our team. One one of the things that you know, I, I think it's also difficult. You people people rate backcourts and say this backcourt versus that backcourt, and so on and so forth. Those two guys, and I think you and I talked about this when you were out in Portland with us. Um, I will put them ahead of almost every backcourt in, in the entire NBA, and just looking at, at some of the things and, and being being biased, I am biased, but taking a, a, a unbiased look at it, I also get to see and have been a part of so many different things throughout their growth and development uh-huh. that I've seen how much they have grown and have have had a firsthand look at certain things that they are capable of doing. Yeah, and you know, I, I'll put this out there and I'll talk to them about it, but. The last time that a, a backcourt averaged 25 a piece in a season, I think, was Gail Goodrich and, and uh, Jerry West, if wow. I'm not mistaken. Um, wow. But Ooh. those two, those two, I think, Ooh. are very, very capable of doing something like that. And you know, last task, year Dame averaged. Well, last year, last year Dame averaged 27. CJ averaged 23. So it's, it is a tall task. It's not something that they're going to aspire to try to do and go out to do. They'll just go out and play their games, but. I know that they are they are a tandem that's very capable of doing something like that. Yeah, they are. Just because of their scoring capability and some of the things that, that we'll, we will need them to do throughout the course of the season. We need them to, to be able to score. We need them to be able to facilitate for some of our some of their teammates. And, you know, those are the type of things that, that I, you know, I know that they're capable of. And we'll see. Dave, Dave let me ask you this, man. Um, you know, you've always done, done a great job in Portland and you've seen – um, you know, you've seen growth and you've seen a lot with the NBA and, and what's going on uh, with these teams, these super teams or what have you. Um, what do you think about this season? I know you said a little bit about it, but, I mean, is it Golden State's to win or do you – I mean, I know you're a competitor, man. I've known you a long time, but I know you're going to go out there and you all going to do the best you can to, to, to dethrone those guys. But uh, how do you see the West shaping up, man? I mean, I know you want to put yourselves in there, but is it Golden State's to lose or, or I mean, how, how do you see it? Well – I mean, I, I, again, I, I just knowing knowing how much that each team, all thirty teams, put into preparation, right. put into the, through things through this through this marathon of a season. I think obviously Golden State probably has the best team. Um, they have the best collection of talent. They they know how to play together. They play very well together. But every season is different, right? And it, it, it's really like I said, it's really interesting because. A lot of times, you know, people make all these predict- predictions at the beginning of a season, and you know, obviously they pick Golden State to win and or Cleveland to win, and they have for the past few years. But it, if you go back and look at all of those predictions and the predictions for all thirty teams, and even how wrong some people were when they picked either Golden State or Cleveland, they picked the wrong team to act to win it. The other one actually won. It. So, right, right, right. you know, knowing what's going to happen is is we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. Nobody knew this morning that Gordon Haywood would be out for the season after the night. Right. So having those predictions is, is really just, 
I, I think that's that's more for the fans. That's more for the fans. That's more for for you know the other people. And our job is to go out, cross that, cross those lines, and put in the and put in the uh, put in the work on the court yes, to help help us succeed and and help us get get wins and get victory throughout the course of the season. And we got to go out and do that every single night. So. You know, predictions are what they are. We kind of approach every season like it's different because it's always different and always kind of ends up different. Right. I do think Golden State, again, is the odds-on favorite, and they should be because they have been the best team and have been the best team whether they won the, the championship or not, right. I've, I've felt, in certain situations. San Antonio, obviously, is another team that I don't think people pay enough attention to the fact that, you know, they won 60-plus games last year as well. Yes. Um you know, obviously Houston is going to be coming along. That that may take time with chemistry, and it may not. They may hit the ground running. So you just you just never know. There's, the reality is there's a lot of talent, especially in the Western Conference. You got, I think, I think it's somewhere around 23 of the last 28 hey, first, yes. second, or third all NBA players. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, and listen, I, I, we are pulling for you here, and we and I'm pulling for you too. And you, oh, you ain't you, pulling for me. Listen, you have run, you have run down this Western Conference, and you have not. I'm gonna get into my my predictions in a, in a second, but uh, you have not mentioned the Thunder. Uh, OKC, you and and you spent and you spent a couple years there. You know, I know I, uh, you know what it's all about uh, down there in uh, in Oklahoma right. City. Uh, mm-hmm. that, hey, listen, I I think that big three is gonna is is, is gonna is gonna make some noise in that West, along with y'all, along yeah. with y'all. So I'm a, I'm gonna get to my predictions, man. I I, I want to thank you for taking the time out, and I know y'all probably on a team dinner or something. You you got something going on out there, getting prepared for. Uh, Y'all open up tomorrow, right, with Phoenix? Yeah, we play Phoenix tomorrow. Okay, good In luck Phoenix. with that, man. And 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 so I'm actually out here at dinner right now. You are okay. Go finish eating, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Th- hey, thanks a lot for but, being on. We'll have you on again uh, at at some time when you have when you have some time available, man. And good luck this yeah, season, I would, man. I would love, good luck. I would Doug. love to. I appreciate it. All right, All right bro. Love, love y'all, man. I'll talk to y'all later. Good luck with the rest of the podcast. Steve, call me, man. You got it. All right. All right, boy. All right. Okay, man. Appreciate right. it, coach. All right, so so, so uh, hold on here. What I'm going to do here is we're going to go out. When we go we'll out go on the predictions, but we're going to make sure we get uh, Coach Turner on the mic as well. I, you know what? If people want to talk about Golden State, I'll give them that. Let me tell you something about the Golden State Warriors. As good as they are, they got three former Wizards. Sean Livingston. <laughs> Nick Young, JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. They're almost at a critical mass of former Wizards. Jacked in a fool. That you can have on your team before things go terribly wrong. Okay? So, with that, let, let's, uh, let's do your predictions, right, Let's get some man. predictions. So, oh, man. We do this, have this Coach my Western Conference. Right. This is my Western Conference, man. I got, All right. I got 1A and 1B, man. I got Golden State and... No, no, okay. no, no, no. One and two. We don't do one A one B. You gotta pick one, man. Agreed. You can't sit on the. I sit on the fence like that. Agreed. OKC. There you go. There, take a take a stand. Take a then stand, go, man. Then Golden State Warriors. Love it. Then I got Houston. Third, San Antonio. Fourth. One A one B. Portland Trail Blazers. Fifth, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jimmy. Six Clippers with my man Milos Teodosic chefing that thing up. Did you see? Hey, you seen him? You seen him yes. in the preseason? They're no, going to miss the playoffs. Yes. The Clippers. Milos Teodosic. Remember that name. He's going to be. Gonna and be- rounding it out, I got New Orleans Pelicans. The last time Drew Holiday was healthy and playing well, he was an All Star. When was that? In Philly. When was that? A few years ago, man. Listen, right, Drew Holiday, Boogie Cousins, and AD. Did we already do knock it off? And they got Rondo out there. I mean, right. Jose Calderon is one thing, but right. a 30-year-old Yugoslavian right. named Milos Tiedosic. Milos That's my West. That's your West. Mark my words. You gave me the East, right? 
Do go. I have to do the East? Man, take your East. And then take we'll let east. Steve do his, and then we'll, we'll get now, off Now, here, the man. listeners, I, I'm sure all the listeners know that Gordon Hayward just went down with yeah. the season right, ending. Right, And I, I took that it into consideration gruesome. because right. I was writing it down. I was writing it shake down. Up, how does that write, shake up your East, bro? How it just, it, all east? I, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go Cleveland. I'm going to go Cleveland. I'm going to go Cleveland. Go Cleveland. No, I don't better do nothing. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to go Cleveland. Right. I'm going to go Wizards 2. Yeah, you got to. Okay, I, like I got to go Wizards 2. I like I'm going to go Boston 3. I still think I like what I saw out of Boston. Even though they lost Hayward, I like what I saw. Ooh, I think they got some guys that are going to step up. I like talent. what I the saw. They do. And they're good coach. Good coaches. The Freak 4. Milwaukee. Brogdon. The Freak. The Greek Freak. And Brogdon. The Greek Freak and Brogdon. Yeah, right? I don't want to play them in the playoffs. Friend of the hot box. I do not want to no, play you the don't Bucks wanna, in the playoffs. You don't want to because he, yeah. No chance. Number five, I'm going to go Toronto. Six, I'm going to go Miami. That's a tough backcourt out in Toronto, too. Seven, I'm going to go Atlanta. Poopy. East. And I'm going to go eight, MJ and Charlotte. Does he make it with a winning record? Who? MJ and Charlotte. They'll probably go 39 and 43, something like that. Half of the the East is not going to have a winning record. (laughs) It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be a tough. It's going to remind you of like eight years ago. Have a winning record. Yeah, when like the 11th seed for the Western Conference has a better record than like the fourth seed for the Eastern Conference. All right, Steve, you pick a a conference, Steve. You pick a conference, Steve. Pick a conference. West or East? What you got? Man, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I know, do, you, do, you, do you have a give, give us a finals matchup prediction this far out? You can give us two teams, one East, one West. That's gonna be a trilogy. A grandmaster coming on. That's gonna be the trilogy. I'm going with my man, Poppy Pop in the West. Oh, I, I wow! I, I, hey, we have a Popovich rule t- in hey, this basement. We, just, we, we got a healthy saw, Rudy Gay. We just saw tonight that a lot of Kawhi. things can change a lot of things. It's a system too. We no, talked about Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins. They just extended Lamarcus Aldridge. Yep. <laughs> Paul they Gasol. Got, they, Kev, you know they can do it. Who? San Antonio. I think they got one more run in them, and I think this is the group. Hey, but they always. But he. If always, anybody can do it, Pop. Yeah. Pop can do it. He is the guy. He's the Belichick of the and, NBA. And, and I say that because of how much shakeup there is in the West and how thick the West is. It's not going to be the obvious. Hey, Ken. What's up? All this shakeup we talking about, all this what if, Let's this, that, off, and the other. Let's get off. Let's get off because he's starting to get crazy. Just get off. Jose as long as Robeson's FGAs stay down, are under five. <laughs> a game? Let's go. Man. Or a total. Game. A game. A month. <laughs> under five FGAs, OKC is, is. That's your champion? That three headed monster. It's, it's too tough. It's too tough. You can't double team. The whole world wants Russell versus Kevin in the finals. The whole, I mean, in the, in the Western Conference finals. The whole world wants it. That three-headed monster. And, and you got Grizzly Adams in the middle. You forgot about right, that. Man. Okay. Can we get off, man? Because this is, this is I'll tell you what. We, this is where we got to exit. Let's just this say a, a special thank you to uh, someone who fully believes that God is purple. I think he friend of the hot box now, talks man. about it all the time. We'll have him back on, man. We'll have him back on. Hey, man, this, I love this show. This was I good. love this show. It was this fun. was special right here. Yeah, it was. This was special right here. We can do this. Steve, we can thanks do this a lot, lot man. man. Thank you guys for having thanks, me. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate hey, if y'all, yeah, we any of y'all listening out there, if it gets out to Memphis, somebody listening in Memphis, knock it off Tony Allen's uniform. Come on, man. What number is that? What number? That's number nine, number dog. Nine. And, and that he he, come on now. Come on, man. The boy is look. He's getting sleepy, man. I'm trying to tell you, this is what Darren does, man. He gets sleepy. He gets, come on. He needs to be put down. <laughs> you know why I don't know what number it is? Because he you, you never show respect. him running back after a bucket. You don't never see, you don't never. See, <laughs> you, you, you know you know I love run backs, right? I ain't never seen Tony Allen's run back. Just he always sprinting. No, he's sprinting back trying to <laughs> locate somebody. I like that, though. I like, okay, sprint back. Oh, now, that, now that I coach and train, sprint back, locate somebody. But that doesn't get you, you, oh, your jersey. The camera doesn't go to that guy. Yeah, the camera goes exactly. to the guy. Exactly. They got the bucket or turned I, it I, over I, I got you. I got Please. you. Listen, for Kevin and Darren McClinton. Tony Allen has no run back, man. Tony Allen has no run back. No run back. We're going to continue. We're going to cover that story in earnest going forward. Because he's still in the freaking league, Darren. He's still playing for the Pelicans, I believe. Congratulations, Tony Allen. Congratulations, man. 
There's another good Tuesday night. Yeah, it was. Get some a little bit of volume here on the way out. Yeah, it was. it was a good night. I want to say uh, once again, thank you to DC Sports Fan for putting the show on there, joining forces with the Audible on WCAC coverage. Yes, sir. Hey, this was this. I was in the room and on the phone with two Blair Blazers, and it, it, it felt good. It wasn't bad, was it? Yeah, I must be getting bad. old, man. I must, yeah, be, must be getting bad. old. Y'all I mean, back in the day, that would never happen. Y'all keep forgetting I started off my junior year at Springbrook. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, yeah. yes, you did. They are forgetting. Why yes, are you, you forgetting? Hey, a blazer is a but devil, do you too. A blazer is a devil, do realize, too. Do you realize that's like going from the Cowboys to the Redskins? I, had to I get, have but heard. I had that's, to go how back. Bad the, that's how bad it was. That's how bad the rivalry was. Anyway. Man, good night, y'all. Good night. Appreciate everybody. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was... The Hot Box. Appreciate good night. It. Say you want some more living on a seesaw. Don't push me. Call it up close to the edge.